Welcome to Frontline Defenders Rights on the Line podcast, presenting the voices, perspectives, and experiences of human rights defenders and human rights around the world. In this episode, we chat to Salah Hamouri, a French-Palestinian lawyer and human rights defender born and raised in Jerusalem, Palestine. He grew up experiencing and witnessing the injustices and atrocities of the Israeli occupation of Palestinian territory. From the time he grew up, he resisted regular harassment and violence from Israeli authorities for his defense of human rights. He spent a number of years in prison, and most recently, in December 2022, Israeli authorities deported Salah Hamouri to France following nine months in administrative detention without charge or trial, and revoked his residency in East Jerusalem. The revocation of his residency means that he is not allowed to return to his homeland, and is a recent strategy used by Israeli authorities to silence and block Palestinian human rights defenders from practicing their activism and human rights work. In this episode, Salah tells us about how his upbringing inspired his human rights work, what the revocation of his residency means, and other tactics being used to silence human rights defenders in Palestine. He gives us insights to the inhumane tactics which Israeli authorities use to break the spirit of Palestinian prisoners, as well as the systemic neglect of healthcare in prison, his own experience of hunger strikes in prison, and more. So welcome, Salah. We're very happy to have you here with us, and um, yeah, we just want to chat today about you know your the current uh, struggles that you're going through and your experience as a human rights defender. What's currently happening? Um, but it would be good to get a just to get a, a background of you know where you grew up. Your you're a French Palestinian human rights defender. Um, tell us, yeah, tell us about that, and and tell us about. How your activism started? Yeah. Uh, first, thank you for uh, for receiving me today uh, in human in frontline uh, defenders. Uh, I was born in uh, in Jerusalem, and I grew up and raised uh, in uh, in Jerusalem. I lived all my life in uh, in, in Jerusalem. Uh, uh, as Palestinian. Like the other Palestinian, and in the early years of 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 my my childhood, I faced this occupation and I saw this this occupation. I had an uncle who, who was uh, searched by the the Israeli uh, occupation forces. So at the age of five and six and seven, I was used every night to the to the to the photos and the images of the army coming at our home of the family home and uh, looking for my uh, my uh, my uncle mm-hmm. and they were grouping us in a small room for for hours and hours and hours and uh, this is didn't, didn't stop there then my uh, my uncle was arrested and uh, my grandmother was used to to take me with her to to, to visit him in the Israeli jails so I, I knew the Israeli jails at the age of seven and uh, uh, and eight, and then my activism started at w- with like uh, like my my generation in the in the second intifada, mm. at in the year of two thousand when the when the world uh, when the the second intifada began, I was early at, at in December two 
2000 and 2000 mm. i was shot in the in the leg by the israelis and have the bullet mm. until until now in my uh, in my leg uh, and then i was arrested in 2001 at the age of 16 mm. and then in 2004 for administrative detention then in 2005 for seven uh, for seven years uh, I was interested in law, in reading, uh, in reading law in uh, in prison. So, when I went out, I uh, I began to study law at uh, the the University of of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I was graduated in two thousand and fifteen, uh, and uh, my wife was uh, sent to France when she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was arrested for three days and sent to France mm-hmm. when she was pregnant in our first child seven months pregnant I was rearrested in 2017 for uh, 13 months in administrative uh, detention then my residency was revoked in 2020 and then rearrested in 2022 for uh, nine months in administrative detention and then deported to France in eight on the 18th of December 2022 mm-hmm. So, in terms of your, just before I get to the other things, in terms of your, you know, your your French-Palestinian um, citizenship, have you have you lived your whole life in Palestine, Jerusalem, or have you been in France or? Yeah, <coughs> and my my father is uh, Palestinian and my mother is uh, French. Because of that, I have the had the French uh, citizenship. Um, I lived all my life in uh, in Palestine. I refuse to go out of uh, of Palestine, uh, and all my will is to be in Palestine right now. I want to go, and, and each minute I'll have the possibility to go back. I will go back to to Palestine. In two thousand and eight, the the Israelis suggested to my uh, to my lawyer to go to France for fifteen years or to stay in prison for seven years. I choose to stay in prison for seven years, just mm-hmm. not to go to go out because I know the main goal of the Israelis mm-hmm. that to push us. To go out of uh, of uh, of Palestine. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and you know, let's come back to revoking your residency and and your last few years where you've been in detention. Your residency has been revoked. Tell us about. Um, I know there was a you know the, you and a few other people had been arrested at the same time, and there was a sort of targeted campaign to revoke the residency as a means of. Um, of keeping you away from Palestine. So tell us more about that. <clears throat> My residency was revoked in 2000 and, uh, uh, 2020, actually. Uh, the first uh, decision. Uh, it's, a <coughs> it's a law that was made by the Israelis in 2018 uh, that gives the power for the Ministry of Interior to revoke residency for, from Palestinians from uh, from Jerusalem based on a breach of allegiance uh, and as you know in the international law we ha- don't have to give allegiance for the for the occupier so the and t- tell me more about the breach of allegiance for people who don't know what does that mean the breach of allegiance that you have to show your, your loyalty for the for the Israeli uh, occupation in your attitude in, in, in mm-hmm. your position mm-hmm. and everything and we don't have to give loyalty or allegiance for yeah. for the occupier in the international law. Of and this revo- this uh, this uh, revocation is based on a secret file. Mm-hmm. 
you don't have evidences why your residency was revoked so it's the it's the police and the special uh, special uh, uh, not special forces but mm. the 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 how do we say المخابرات the the intelligence who prepares uh, this file and uh, and arrange the the file on the base of the breach of allegiance we are 15 Palestinians who our 14 Palestinians that our residency was revoked four uh, members of the Palestinian uh, parliament who were elected in 2006 and other uh, eight uh, Palestinian political prisoners that they are today in prison and if they will be released they we don't know where, where will be they sent mm. uh, the, the the parliamentarians since 2006 uh, they are sent to the PA uh, mm. territories and they have no papers they have no they have no right to travel they have no right to move in the West Bank they have no so uh, basically like stateless people they are the like, uh, stateless people who lives in a totally apartheid situation and so you were, you were released from prison and your residency was revoked uh, and you, then you, you went to France and what, what is happening now in terms of your, your situation and the possibilities of you going back to Palestine? What does that look like? Since, uh, since the, the, the final revocation of my residency on the 18th of uh, December, I was taken directly from prison, cuffed hands and legs to the airport and I was cuffed uh, uh, during, the, uh, during the deportation from uh, Tel Aviv to, uh, to, to Paris and I was, uh, I, there were four policemen on the flight with me to until, uh, until, until Paris and since I have no right to go, to go back. I'm trying all my, uh, I'm politically I'm trying to put pressure to, uh, to, 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 to try to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the tours that I'm doing here and uh, the political tours uh, in other uh, in other places and also in, in uh, I'm uh, the, my my lawyers are working uh, uh, in Palestine to try to do uh, something uh, and I will also I will I will work with the, with the, my lawyers to try to file a plan in the ICC and how many other people has this strategy affected? We are 14. 14, four parliamentarians, and we were 14, four parliamentarians and nine political uh, prisoners. But you have to know also in 2023, in February, they made a new law also that expands the power of the Ministry of Interior by revoking not only uh, residency, but also to revoke uh, Israeli citizenship. From Palestinians who are living in the, on the in the occupied territories of of, uh, of 48, uh, on the suspicions of that they are receiving aid from the from the Palestinian uh, Authority, and now we have a list of 230 ex-prisoners that uh, that it was published by the Israeli police, telling them that we know that you are receiving money from the from the PA, so maybe these. 230 they will be the first target for this uh, new uh, law but as you know in Jerusalem the main goal the main goal of these laws and, f- and the Israeli colonial uh, policies in the daily life of Palestinians in Jerusalem is just 
to uh, get rid and to push out the Palestinians from uh, from the city because it's clearly declared by this occupation that in 2020 in 2030 the Israelis wants a majority of uh, Israelis and a minority of uh, of Arabs in the in the city but to to apply this goal the the Israelis have to get rid uh, to get rid uh, at least of 150,000 Palestinians that they are in the in the city and you know we use this term lawfare where we talk about how governments and states use the law and, and, and use it as a tool of you know war and repression what do you think like what do you what do you as as a palestinian hrd now whose residency residency has been revoked need from you know systems within the international whether in the international law community um what kind of advocacy do you need you know to put pressure on the israeli government uh, for me, uh, in the in the tour that I'm doing today in Ireland, the advocacy tour in Ireland, and I do it in, in Netherlands and Belgium and France and Spain, uh, for us to alert the, the the public opinion about what's happening in uh, in Palestine and especially in uh, in Jerusalem, uh, because the the governments here they have responsibility that they have to assume. Uh, for the for the Palestinians, because my my case can be really a precedent mm. uh, for the Palestinians in uh, in Jerusalem to be deported on in this way. Maybe the it's uh, if 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 this case will pass with, with total silence, mm-hmm. maybe it will just the beginning for targeting others and others and others. So for us, it's important uh, uh, to 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 stop. Uh, these laws and to stop Israel from this uh, daily ethnic cleansing in uh, in Jerusalem. You know, in your in your your talk at the at the at the hotel as well, you you were talking a lot about the hunger strikes um, that you and and the other prisoners used in prison. And uh, yeah, if you're comfortable to, to you know elaborate on that and and the treatment that you received in prison, because I think not many people actually know what it's like for Palestinian prisoners inside. So, you know, tell us tell us about that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The condition of uh, detention of uh, Palestinian political prisoners are are made and are are made uh, to destroy their mental health, their psychology uh, and their will. Uh, during the hunger strike or during the the daily life uh, through years and months in prison in total i spent 10 years in the israeli uh, jails uh, and we we see the direct uh, effect on each of of us uh, differently be of sure but you can see it uh, uh, the uh, today there are around 4900 Palestinian political uh, prisoners, among them 1,000 in administrative uh, detention, uh, 160 uh, children, uh, 40 uh, women, uh, more than 350 uh, Palestinians spent more than 20 years in the Israeli jail, around 40 spent more than 25, and there are 23 Palestinians detained before the Oslo Accords, 
and they're around present more than 30 years in uh, in prison uh, hunger strike is it's, it was our way to to struggle and to resist in uh, in prison uh, to defend our our dignity and to defend our rights uh, in the israeli jails because daily we were attacked uh, by the israeli jails to try to confiscate our uh, our uh, our our things and to confiscate and to put pressure on us so the hunger strike for us it was the, the way to to resist uh, it's not easy i know that it's, it's not easy a way it's uh, it's a difficult way but we didn't have any other choice for example we declared the hunger strike um, we be uh, in in september uh, 2022 and we made a hunger strike to uh, against our administrative detention for uh, for 20 days i was isolated uh, directly alone in a small in a small three square uh, room with a camera on me 24 uh, four hours with a small with a small bed uh, attached to the to the to the floor so they've got a camera on you in yeah mm-hmm. uh, and a small wall and after this there the the, the toilets uh, there is well, there was no shower in this uh, in this room. I had the right only for a plastic bottle, uh, for water for the twenty uh, days, and even the salt that is uh, important for us uh, during the hunger strike was confiscated by the administration of of prison. Daily, pressures were put in on me and on the on the others, but me because I was isolated. For example, they 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 come every day and they uh, ask you to go out of the room that the room that's empty just to, to search the 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 room to let you out to let to oblige you to walk uh, for example the body your body can maximum sleeps four or five hours after after the after one week of hunger strike so when you you when when you when you sleep in the middle of your uh, your sleep they come they wake you up they take you out of the of the room they put pressure on you they keep uh, bringing food and to trying to, to to oblige you to to eat they uh, so daily 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 uh, pressure pressures during the 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 hunger uh, the hunger strike uh, and for us, it's uh, it's it's not a, a good choice, mm. but we haven't any other choice to defend our our rights and to defend our uh, our uh, our dignity. Mm-hmm. Wow! And you also mentioned, um, you know, that the the Israeli authorities they don't release. Sometimes they don't release the prisoners until the end of the the sentence, even when they have passed on. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, since '67 until now, 240 prisoners died in the Israeli jails for different reasons. Some were tortured to death. Some were assassinated just uh, after their uh, their arrest. Uh, the rest, uh, most of the, of the of the dead Palestinian prisoners, dies from this, uh, that from what we co- what we call the systematical uh, health uh, neglect, mm. uh, and even after the death of these uh, prisoners, 
The Israelis refuse to release their dead bodies and they keep them until the end of their uh, of their detention. Today we have 12 uh, dead Palestinian political prisoners detained by the Israelis and the, Isra the Israelis refuse to release the dead bodies and to give them back to their families for the respect to, to, to bury them. So it's an ongoing uh, torture for the society and for the, and for the family. So, and are they exhuming the bodies or are they keeping them? They keep, they keep, they keep them the, what we call uh, symmetry numbers. Mm -hmm. It exists in Israel, symmetry numbers for Palestinians uh, that they are buried and taken, arrested in, in symmetry numbers for years and years and years. And the, the most ancient political prisoner detained is from Nablus and his, his body is detained since uh, since 83 until now and the, the Israelis refuse to give him back to his uh, family. Wow. I want to go back quickly to the, like you mentioned, the, how many many prisoners are dying due to the health neglect. What kind of access do uh, prisoners have to health care um, and how does that, how does that neglect look? Uh, the the health neglect, the systematic health neglect, is a policy by the Israelis. It's for us, it's clear they are targeting our life with this, uh, with this, uh, with this uh, health uh, neglect. Uh, I can give you uh, examples. And uh, for example, we were in the, in uh, in uh, Al Naqab prison in the in the near the Israel near the Egyptian uh, borders. It's an, an army. It's an army base, mm. half prison, half army base, and we were we were put in tents mm. in the mid in the middle of the deserts for for months and years. We were around one hundred. We were around. We were around one thousand eight hundred prisoners. We have the right. We had the right for one doctor and one one dentist. Sure. So, you can which hero doctor can take mm. care of uh, one thousand eight hundred. Mm prisoners in uh, that they are already some of them are already uh, sick and ill because of the of the years in, in prison and in, in and when you are in the, in the desert in front in the middle of of, of nowhere with the with the with the with the hot weather and sometimes with the cold weather and and other cases other cases today uh, there there are dangerous situations for uh, 24 palestinian 24 palestinians that they have the cancer yeah. and they never receive the adapted uh, care, care the, the adapted care for for this disease so these 24 they we have an uh, they have a direct direct uh, emergency to try to release them because they can die in in, 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 in each minute in the Israeli uh, jails. Mm. Well, I think one other thing that I want to ask about is, you know, obviously, for not only for yourself but for for many Palestinian prisoners and HRDs, especially when you know you've gone through hunger strikes and you've been in detention for so many years, it obviously has a an impact on your mental health. Yeah. You know? And how have you dealt with that and, and, and other prisoners, <coughs> other activists and human rights defenders? Uh, yes, the prison affects directly the, the mental health and the psychology of, of, of people uh, because it's, it's, it's not normal mm. to, to put somebody for years and years and years in, uh, in prison. Uh, and, the, and we know that we have problems. 
we cannot ignore that we don't we have uh, to be nervous uh, to be nervous or to have anxiety or uh, not to sleep uh, not to sleep well uh, these these diseases i can call them they, you know, we we all suffer from uh, from from them after the prison mm-hmm. for years and years unfortunately in, unfortunately in in palestine there is no uh, there is no system for uh, for mental uh, and psychological aid in uh, in, in palestine uh, so i'm i'm trying to to live with with this uh, I don't know how will it, it will continue because for me also the deportation is a big shock. To not to be in Palestine for this is for me a big, a big, a big shock and big torture that I live daily with uh, with it because this is the first time for me to be released and deported to 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 France, to lose everything in Palestine, the family, the friends, the the work. Uh, because I lived in Palestine all all my life, and I uh, and I refused to go out of Palestine. So these shocks from these these continuous shocks since twenty years, they have impacts. But I will try to to live with it. Okay. Well, and what is the French government's response being to you to you coming into France? And the the French government didn't do anything to stop my deportation. They condemned it, as they condemn other things, but they didn't use their tools to put the pressure on the Israelis to stop my deportation and stop my, the revocation of my uh, my uh, my ID. Uh, so uh, uh, and now and now the pressure uh, on me from the front uh, from the right wing uh, politicians in France didn't stop. They are trying to cancel my public events in uh, in in France so the pressure also in France is continuing to silence my talks and to silence my uh, my story so there's definitely pushback yeah from the media and from the they are trying to push it back from the media and from the okay <laughs> thank you so much for for joining us and for speaking to us and we are there to support you and your case and yeah we hope that I think we'll get better. Thank you, and thank you for receiving me and, uh, at Human, at uh, Frontline Defenders, and thank you for your aid and for your support. Thank you for listening to Frontline Defenders' Rights on the Line podcast. Visit www.frontlinedefenders.org to listen to more episodes and for more information about our work.